What? Just before we start, can I just say what? Calm down, please. No. Can, can you I'm excited. Calm down? I'm excited. All we haven't right. had a guest in a while. Okay. Shall this I is now it? the cold open, by the way. So Shall I do it now? don't need you. This is the cold open. This, this I'd like to be needed. Would you come? Well, come close to the mic. I'd like to be needed. Yeah, I know. You say that a lot. I think it's on oh, your can Tinder I just say profile. One just say one thing. <laughs> what? You've talked about changing your name. I'm going to change my name. I do. I do want to change my I name. I like a nickname, middle bit. You know. Choffney. No. <laughs> Eli Choffney Silverman. No, that e- sounds good. Eli, do you know what I mean, Silverman? Yeah. Someone pointed that out recently. He said, do you know Eli says, do you know what I mean a lot on the podcast? And I'd never taken it in until I started episode, well, last week's episode, editing it. And there was there's a, the 30 second stretch of the podcast <laughs> where I edit out five or six times you say, do you know what I mean? It's an incredibly insecure way of performing. Sorry, everybody. And on that note, welcome to Cheap Show. Welcome to Cheap Show. I've got an apology out of Eli, and that to me is a goal. It's a goal. Oh, is that it? Yeah. I thought we... We're going to do it when we get back up... When we come back out of the credits. Oh, fucking... (laughs) I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. Cheap show, you're Welcome to Cheap Show, the economy comedy podcast, where Eli and I go through the charity shops, pound lands, and bargain bins of Great Britain and look for the treasure amongst the trash. Yay! It's our format, and this week we're in a different location. We're not in the House of Pickles or the House of Ham and Eggs. We're in the Tudor Bookshop. We're in the Tudor Bookshop at Soho Radio Podcast Studios in Soho, London. Ooh. And we've got a guest for the first time in a long time. Yay. A guest, and we are privileged and 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 flattered. To have this guest on our show. His name is simply Imran Youssef and he is a godsend to us. Hello Imran, how you doing? <laughs> I'm great, thank you very much for having me. Oh uh, well, we'll see at the end of the show <laughs> if it was worth your time and effort coming here today. But how you doing? You are right? We haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. We, yeah, we've not seen each other in, in, in ages. Yeah, but I'm, I'm doing okay. Went to the gym uh, recently and pushed myself to oh, the limits. God, uh, so I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good as a result of doing that. Can I'm I just very say, sore and achy. I'm going to say I don't like people who exercise. <laughs> I find their attitude stinks, by and large. <laughs> Have you got the DOMS? The DOMS? Delayed onset muscular strain. Oh, hello. Yes, I'm... I believe I have. Yeah, that yeah, sounds kinky. <laughs> I was sore the following day, but I was even more sore the second day. Yeah, those two-day DOMS. Why, man, are, you, why are you talking I've like you do this? <laughs> 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 Only sexually you've been pounding grapefruits. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Right, fruit fucking Just because Imran's here doesn't mean I'm lowering or raising the quality of my comedy. <laughs> not. It'll stay exactly the same. So, oh my God. the last time I saw you, though, genuinely, I think was when we were filming Digitizer Series 1, the show. Yes, yeah. I think All that, way back when. That was, uh, yeah, that was a few years ago. Mm. That uh, was really exciting. Like, it uh, was. You know, I, I was, uh, and I remember you ended up in a, you ended up having uh, an allergic reaction to something. No, um, shrimp. 
Shrimp. Yeah. yeah. It's, funny. it's allergic. You say it's allergic. It's more psychosomatic. It's not uh, psychosomatic. It is. When my it's, a expands. It's, a, it's a fear of the sea. What do you mean fear of the sea? In a very broad sense, it's a fear of everything feminine in the universe. So <laughs> wow. what you're saying, my allergic, deep. my allergic reaction to fish is because I have a problem with women. Yes, and you don't want to be enveloped what by their enveloped? ocean. Enveloped? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> What was your role, Imran, in um, in Digitizer? Uh, I was a guest, a guest on the show. Yeah, it's almost as if you have never seen the series, Eli. I I did. It was several no. years ago, as yeah. we said. He I, wa- and you I watched was... the bits he was in. Yeah. I was right. Sonic. I off the rest. Well, to I be honest, a... I think that's what I did too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want to see. Did I, do I look good yeah. in this? Yeah. Yeah. I was really excited because you know I grew up reading Digitizer, a massive fan of it, and then to meet you know Mr. Biffo. Yeah. I was really excited. Was it underwhelming when you finally met him? It was for me. I didn't know what to expect. I was like, I had no idea who this guy was. He was just called Mr. Biffo. I didn't realise that he's actually mortal and human. Yeah. I, I thought he had transcended that. Too, too to mortal. Because I, I, it, it was, I found his style of humour really, I love surreal humour. Yeah. And I don't think we have enough of that, like nope. d- done properly. And that's what he does. And also, you know, he's got like his, the man's, the man's daddy's joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd be on the train just laughing at the people like looking at me going, you know, one of his jokes like, what's the worst thing, you know, uh, that can happen to you when you bite into like a donut? Um, uh, and I'm like, uh, and I'm like, I don't know. So that you bite into a donut and out pops a murderer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just... <laughs> it's, it's weird. Biffo, that would be bad. Though, you know. Biffo tends to write jokes like those Twitter kids joke accounts. Yes. Mm. You know, it's like, why did chicken cross the yeah. road? Death. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what does Batman eat for breakfast? Haunted ghosts. <laughs> and you kind of, you just kind of laugh because of the the, the shocking left yeah. turn just, it makes. I, re- I actually remember some of the stories from the man's diary or uh, from Digitizer. Oh, he did. He had one. I, I remember them. Like I actually remember, and I can recite a couple of them as well. Um, and then it's a joy. To go <laughs> you don't on. want to admit that. <laughs> I could. Uh, it's a joy to be able to go. Um, it, to, to go on the there's a fan site and to be able to look for those pages go oh, I remember that I yeah because yeah. this is the first I think we talked about this on Cheap Show before but half of those have turned up because they, they were on VHS tapes right mm. I didn't know this and maybe I'm getting the science wrong but apparently when you recorded off TV on a VHS you also recorded the code for teletext so if you search for the VHS you can pull out that's the code that's crazy isn't it it must teletext. be another it must be part of I know, the, right? it must be part of the actual tape must have a, a band it within it, which is the, the teletext information. Yeah. Well, like Techmoon's done a video about how VHS would be used for like data storage and video mm. storage and all kinds of weird And he things. had that, that, that uh, VHS uh, digital music player thing. Yeah. That was a chunky, chunky, chunky piece beast. of gear. Yeah. <laughs> like to kind of grab it. And, uh, you know what I mean? You give it a shakedown. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, you're going to fuck that as well, are you, Paul? <laughs> Look, if it's consensual, I will fuck any and all pieces of hi-fi okay, equipment. Okay. I've always wanted to make it with a cassette deck, twin set cassette deck. <laughs> I want both hands in. Oh, shut <laughs> up. Oh, my God, what have I walked into? Mate, I know. That's one, one of the nice things, I think, is that comedians we get on the show who know us but have never really listened to the show properly will sit down and go, hey, it's Eli and Paul time. And then at the end go, I don't know what I sat through. <laughs> no, I don't know was a judge on the urine vision this year. Yeah. Wow. So he knows, uh, thank he knows you for that the, as well. Yeah, I'm glad that my number one choice actually won. Yeah. Uh, the nostalgia is going to get you. Yeah. yeah. That was, yeah, that that was, was really the good. deserved winner. Yeah. I don't Everyone know. liked that bloody 
ballad one. That ballad one. I liked it. It had guy... no swearing. It had no references <laughs> to Cheap Show. It had nothing. I... It had no proper chorus. It didn't either. have to. I, I stated anyway. I just wanted to do an open source music competition. Music was of... the winner in the music end. Music was the and winner. And it was vanquished. It wasn't vanquished. It vanquished it. <laughs> Sorry. I thought it was a really strong turnout. I mean, I, we tried to pick a nice variety of weirdness and, and proper quote-unquote music. Mm. So when I was asking around the judges, I was like, Imran's not going to get this. The judging was good and, and like kept to the time constraint. Yes. There's a lot of those fuckers. Because Nick Helm, I said, keep it short, Shut Nick. Shut up, Nick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 15 minutes later, you he put mean? a 15 minute thing and I'm like, chip, 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 chip. He, he kept the recorder on when he went and got some tea yeah, or something. He did. He, he did. Uh, so, so thank you for that. And if we do another oh, one next joy. year, I'll be inflicting that upon you again. All right. I'm looking forward to it. I was saying, I think maybe we do it live next year. We Brilliant. do your Envision live. I'm up for I it. I don't know how we do it, but we'll figure out a way. Well, you do it live. You do a show live, don't well, you? No, I know. I mean, literally. <laughs> I mean, how you do it. Get anyway, some... anyway, this week on Cheap Show, uh, we try to tailor our segments to our guests when appropriate. So we're going to start off with a, a random thing I've found, just something I want us to talk about deep nostalgia based uh whether it relates to us i don't know but it'd be worth picking through but we do have in the next section after that is we have the price of shite where eli and i've gone to charity shops and we pick a few things out and you have to guess the prices of those items all right right we have five and today we have picked video games based items for you to peruse oh great right? that's straight up my street and if you like any of them you can take them because i don't want to take them home I've got that Mario wow. pin badge as well. I'm jealous of that. Oh, if, if, if you've got any Mario-related stuff, I will uh, gladly he, he, take it. You won't give up that. Uh, there's, a chari- right. there's a charity shop know. in Camden called Mind, and a few year- months ago or weeks ago, they had a little pot of pin badges, and we were like, oh, yeah, because we both love pin badges. Now they have a whole wall of pin badges, and we we got the best ones. I got a yeah. Janine Ghostbusters badge, a Felix the Cat, a Coca-Cola, ACDC. Uh, you got that wicked Mario pin. Yeah, I've got it with me. Get it out. Oh, in a minute. Whip it out. I'll, t- I'll get it out. Get, out your, it get out your shiny Mario badge. Um, I, um, I got that. What's he called? Don Toro. The, um, the anime character. The little cat. Someone mentioned that. Yeah. What's and he I, called? I didn't... Dunbury. Don, 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 Don Raymond. Raymond. The blue, the blue cat. Yeah. With yeah, the yes. Ears. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've got a little one of those. Really uh, nice. Really. Is that like a 70s thing? I, yeah, I think Doraemon's actually quite old. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not a Doraemon. Like, no. I don't know Doraemon. Um, I know of it because it's quite a recognisable character. But I know but... the character, yeah, because it's a blue cat with no ears. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. the weird Very thing, distinctive looking. isn't it, about anime? Is that many respects you go, oh, I remember that show from the 90s, but someone from Japan was like, well, we had that 1976, and yeah, yeah, you already yeah, got yeah. it in the 90s yeah. once they were cashing yeah. in on all the you know, Power Rangers stuff. So, yeah. yeah. I think my first experience was that guy. What was the that cartoon where they had the guy with the visor? and they Battle fought... of the Planets. Yeah, I love that yeah. stuff, because that was a remember that? that I remember that was a mainstream thing here. Yes. I didn't know if it was anime. Was it definitely Japanese? It was definitely yes, Japanese. The original was. It's one of those ones where the Japanese sold it to someone in the West who just re-scripted it, basically. With well, they, they completely added a new character or two, added new animated scenes to make more sense and restructured the characters yes. and the plot. Oh, so right. visually, it was the same show, but narratively and character-based, it was almost completely different. Yeah, there was a lot of that at the time. Well, that's what Power Rangers was. Yes. It was yeah. the yeah. Hurricane Rangers, and then the West bought it and then add, you know dropped in the, the, the bits that are relevant to the West. Yeah. Also, I, no, I think Japan and I think some like France have got... Like French animation um, looks quite similar to Japanese animation. I yeah. think there's, a, there's yeah. a lot of crossover or a lot of something's quite relatable in a it, way that we didn't have over here. Yeah. 
Especially um, when you think of things like, you know, City of Gold or, yeah, yeah. or Will it, Phileas Fogg rated around yes, the world. Yes, those are French, are Tintin, they? They are. D'Artagnan. Tintin was a Tintin. Belgian. What was D'Artagnan? What was that? He was French. That was a French. Yeah, but what was it say. called? D'Artagnan. It was the Muscahounds. And the Muscahounds. Muscahounds are always No, there's something about those shows that whenever someone brings them up, you either go, row, 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 or you go, 80 days around the world. They had great theme songs as well, didn't they? Yeah. And what was that one, Hercules? No, Ulysses 31. Ulysses. Yeah. That, that was, I think, an anime. Oh, I that don't know I think that was a French thing. Maybe. Yeah. I, but I've never thought of that, but there was, you're right. There's an overlap with the, the animation style, whereas... Yeah. In Britain, it was much more known for claymation, sort of stop motion well, stuff. No, no, I mean, it? like we called Cosgrove Hall. Hall, Hall yeah. Uh, so stuff like Count Ducula, Trapdoor. Correct me if I'm wrong, people are listening. Yeah, that, um, that Trapdoor was, Cos, Cos, was not Cosgrove Hall. No, Neither no. was Tellybugs. Yeah, I know. It's shocking, isn't it? Cosgrove Hall did. Um, they did. Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse, yeah. Jamie and the Magic Torch, Chalk oh, and the Wheelies, Jamie and the Magic oh, wow, Count really Ducula. Uh, I did say Count Ducky. Yeah, you All did. Right, okay. Avenger Penguins. What are we going to Wind get, in the what's Willows. What's his score? On how, oh, his Cosgrove score. <laughs> One. He's not doing very well. <laughs> I'll, I'll cut it so he sounds intelligent oh, right, good, and yeah. we'll make it work. Um, but, but yeah, but UK animation tends to have a more Beano style because I think yeah, that's our influence, yeah, isn't yeah. it? It's that cartoony end of the pier postcard look so my brothers grew up with Marvel and DC and we've got a load of that load of those comics at home from yeah. when they were kids but I grew up with Buster and Beano oh yeah that's I'm my yeah that's my like I I, I knew of Spider-Man you were in a dandy that, man but uh, <laughs> Did you remember which is not a slur by the way I'm just saying <laughs> with Wizard and Chips yeah, that was a part of the that, that same not same universe, but that same era. Yes. But Buster and Beano were the two that I yeah. almost read religiously. Yeah, like I'd yeah. always make sure I had those yeah. two. I, I was a... mad about Marvel and but I, I moved from the Buster and the Beano and the Wizard and Chips to yeah. the Marvel. Basically. Oh, oh right. okay. for me, straight into horror comics. I used to read Creepy or whatever yeah. it was because my uncle used to give me issues, and I thought it was the zombies and the monsters on the front were cool. And my favourite strip in it was Thirteenth Floor. And it was a British comic strip, very 2000 AD-ish almost, about this uh, block of flats in the middle of an estate. And when horrible people get into the lift, the lift judges them and takes them to the 13th floor where they walk out into like a hellscape. Their own personal hell. Yeah, and they have a horrible, oh. ironic... Do, do you remember Supernaturals? The, the, yeah. It was a toy. Yeah. And it was a man. Supernaturals. Yeah. <laughs> I'm around my people. Were those the hologram ones? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've got that. I've ones. got the, um, the, the mirror. Yeah, I was sent it, wasn't I? Yeah, the in the PO box, yeah. Skull yeah. mirror thing. Yeah, oh, the problem right. it was a, it was that. a comic as well. Oh, right. And one in the comic there was also a segment called the doll, which is basically oh. about a, a haunted ventriloquist right. uh, doll that did some horrible Creepy. stuff. And if you you can find it, if you Google it, you can find it, and it still like looks really messed up, man. Yeah, I love really, that. really messed up. Oh. I started reading these horror <laughs> weekly horror comics. I can't remember what they were called. Woman's Own Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? Because I said it. All right. <laughs> That's why. Um, and my dad, being yeah. a liberal, was like, I, I don't want you I like the those. way you said that as if you found that disgusting. Well, <laughs> he's just such a, such a boomer liberal. With right, this, he's one of, yeah, this, okay. Because he said, um, you can read those if you like, but I will not be paying for it. So, so you know. Really? <laughs> so you can buy your own trashy comics. Yeah, but he would happily he disapproved. Talk out he be- totally disapproved. He didn't want me reading them, but he couldn't be in general. He couldn't actually uh, order me. Is what I, that's right. what I mean about the liberal thing. He so, couldn't actually 
you know, command me not to read them. Right. I just had to say, I will not be paying It was more of a guilt trip. I will not fund this. I will not not fund this filth. Yeah. Yeah. So what, was it Beano as well, or just like the... the No, just the horror ones he had a problem with. Uh, There were these, I can't remember what they were called, but they were weekly with, like, newsprint. Yeah. With a colour cover and the, and the inside was all uh, black and white. My, my mum had, you know. had garbage pail kid uh, yeah. stickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we all collected stickers as kids. Like that, yeah. that was the thing. But Panini. when I got to garbage, yeah, like uh, so uh, Thundercat stickers. Yeah. Got, got, need, need. All yeah, those. yeah, yeah. Did that swap, you know, doing all that. <laughs> yeah. I had Thundercat stickers. Um, I remember having those and then I remember getting to garbage pail kids and the art was very different and it was quite disturbing as well. Like yeah. it was really disturbing. And I, my mum just looked at me and she went, no, these are bad and you shouldn't. You, these are bad and she kind of banned me from having mm. them I can um, kind of understand that though because they were at, they were set out to be repulsive and not yeah, cool yes, yeah. but I remember I got mine nicked uh, not nicked taken away well no nicked by my teacher because he saw them he was like I'm keeping them in my drawer right because I don't like these and I don't want them in class so I snuck in after class and I went to get my cards back and realised he also had a stash of like 200 others he'd taken from other students and I took him oh too and I had the best collection wow you little crim <laughs> still got a tin he must so- have known yeah, that's you know, back he... in those days. Though I remember one of my teachers, she, I had a shiny Mumra. Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so you know, you, re- you remember you'd, you'd have your Sorry. regular stickers and then you'd have your shinies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Until you got to Ghostbusters and you had the best, best hologrammatic shiny, yeah. shiny stickers you've yeah. ever seen. Do you mean like they've got metallic bits? Yeah, oh, they yeah, were hologrammatic. Yeah. No, no, the whole thing yeah. was oh, metallic. Right. So I had a shiny, and it's a shiny Super Mumra, which is hard to get. It wasn't yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. And I remember this teacher, uh, she was, I remember she came to our school, She. I don't know if she was a supply teacher, but I remember telling us that she was from Scotland and we didn't know what that was. Like we were, you know, yeah. five, six, seven, something like that. <laughs> right. And she's like, I'm from Scotland. And she told us about Loch Ness Monster. And I'm like, oh my God, like, how do you people cope? Like, this is, <laughs> just, what What's going on? Yeah. I remember her telling us about this. And she saw, we weren't allowed to have stickers in school uh, for whatever it is. This is the 80s. Yeah. And I remember Super Mumra. It's a shiny Super Mumra. And she held it up in front of my face and she tore it. <gasps> she destroyed it. And if you tried to do that now, it would, all hell would break loose. Yeah. There'd be a legal she, yeah, you know, yeah, challenge. Yeah, yeah. Someone's getting press. leathered. Yeah, it, it, it would be it would be epic. But back then, I was like, "All oh, right, my teacher's just ripped my property." Yeah, uh, and tough. You shit. have to take it. Yeah. You had to take it <laughs> yeah, back in the eighties. Take all sorts of stuff from them. My teachers you? used to punch <laughs> me full on in the face. No, did they? <laughs> yeah. What? Are you joking? No, of course I'm bloody joking. <laughs> I don't no, know. What, what, I mean, one of my yeah. teachers did. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names. One of my teachers uh, would actually slap another child on the bum wow. uh, yeah. to punish him. Uh, and I'm like, hold on, this is, <laughs> this is, it's 1987, yeah. and I'm watching a boy be slapped on his on Bot- his on, on his, his bottom, bottom. yeah, uh, like a bit because, but he had been he I it think he might have deserved it to be honest, yeah, yeah he'd he'd been been, very, you, you, you yeah. only get bum slapping yeah. for very or if you've paid enough spankies, yeah, yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this just though. one thing on Mumra. Can we? Can yeah, I just say on. one thing on Mumra? Yeah, if you like Mumra, there's you know that guy. What's he called? Cassette Boy, who does the, the yes. cut up voice yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. He's done Mumra doing old dirty bastards. I like it raw. Excellent. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. I'll just say this: one of the teachers in my school got fired because he lost his shit with one student and literally tried to put his umbrella up him. Oh. <laughs> what is? Yeah, you're what? right. And uh, that it was in an era where stuff like that could be buried quickly from yes. from public yeah, you know, yeah, from yeah. public knowledge. They get moved to the next school overall. They were just but quite. What I found retired. disturbing is that I found that era of like I think one of the best things of my life is primary school in this country. 
Okay. Uh, particularly in London. Yeah. Right? Particularly, it was a beautiful place. Now, at age 41, yeah. I'm in a WhatsApp group with all the kids that I went to uh, uh, my middle school with. Yeah. Because it felt like we were a family. We were all like a diff- different backgrounds or everything, but we were like a family. Yeah. And we're yeah. on a WhatsApp group now. We help each other out. Well, when, that's when nice. We, that's lovely. Because I refused but... to speak to anyone I knew when I was young. Just on <laughs> I don't principle. speak to anyone, but I did go to a primary for like a couple of years before I went to boarding school. Uh, like a oh, state, wow. state primary in... Northwest London. How Beckford. was it for you? Was it, was it great, terribly like you say awful? That. It was really. It was one of the best times I had as a child. Yeah, it was primary school. Like honestly, like I, I really, really uh, value it. It just every. It. I felt like, just felt like you know you were part of a family. Definitely. Yeah. And yeah. You. Were, you were all different backgrounds, different walks of life. Yeah. None of that mattered because you all played together. It was very diverse. Always in Northwest get along. London. Right, yeah. but can we can we move on then? Because this is. I'm going to start singing. This used to be my playground by Madonna in it. And also, can I just say? Enough. Can I just say we did a production of West Side Story, oh, and I wanted to be what's the hero? Maria. I did not want to be Maria. <laughs> I wanted I to want sing to Maria. Who's Mary. the guy who sings Maria? Tony is he? I don't know. That's all I remember from West Side Story. They made me that bloody announcer, the dance announcer. Did they? I got to play. Apparently, there's. I I I saw this somewhere on the internet. Uh, (laughs) If you played um, anyone in the nativity at school, you would go on to do well in life. Uh, I got to play Joseph. (laughs) Wow! This explains why I was always the cow. I was always (laughs) literally the dwarf. There's no one. gnome. Is there's a gnome. And I know, but they'd stick them in. There was, that, there was that kind of school. There's no nativity gnome. There was. In Rudolf Steiner schools, there was, believe me. He crammed all sorts of, you know, forest-dwelling fairy folk into the Christ story. And why not? Right, so this item I have been sitting on for a while. Not literally, because that would be stupid, and it's not an egg. That's awful. Um... <laughs> It's not an egg. No. It was something I bought in a charity shop maybe maybe a year ago. Maybe a year ago. And I couldn't quite figure out what to do with it. But I brought it this week because it was just... Everyone's been talking about a lot about nostalgia these days and people complaining about new He-Man and new this and old versions of that. And it's like, oh, is, is nostalgia all it's cracked up to be? Because a lot of things these days are trading on nostalgia to sell you something, remind you of something, you know, give you the feels... I want to know who this is for, right? So I went into a charity shop and I found this. It's called, simply, 70s Childhood. And it's a little plastic bag. And inside, you get a bunch of stuff. And all this stuff is reprints of things you could have bought or owned or oh. cherished in the 70s. So I'll just Any share... porn? <laughs> Got to ask. 70s Childhood. Oh, oh no, no, maybe actually. Yeah, on that yeah. yeah, yeah, no, maybe. There's bound to be some wood somewhere. Well, I don't know if this is relevant to like I was born in November 1979, so yeah. I'm really an 80s kid. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We're all 80s kids. A well, I remember. Bit. I was 75, so I remember. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, I know, right? Shocking. He's looking good. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll tell you what's in this. So it comes with a colour TV Times from the, uh, relating to children's TV. It comes with a section of an Argos catalogue. It Ooh. comes with Superstar 1972, an ace fanzine stuffed with profiles of Cassidy, the Osmonds, the New Seekers, T-Rex, and Slade. Oh, uh, all shit apart from the last two. Two theatre flyers for It Looks Like Pantos, an ABC Ipswich flyer, and then it just says miscellaneous images. So just stuff <laughs> they there, there we go. And then Thatch, fun- I'm looking for some heavy thatch. And then... <laughs> Again, it's not, it's not porn. It's not porn. Miscellaneous. <laughs> wink, wink. Missy anusless. <laughs> Missy anus. Nice. Missy anusless. Less. She doesn't have an. She anus. has no anus. She's sewn up. 
This show has turned. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. <laughs> you just, you Honestly, just haven't been here before. Yeah. Uh, Don't worry. And then a term I've never heard before, but you get some concert tickets, and they're calling it concertina, as in like, yeah, like an accordion. Yeah, no. A devised collection of concert tickets from the 70s, including Roxy Music, ABBA, Elton Ooh. John, Slade, Sex Pistols, Bowie. You had to be there. But if you couldn't, here are some reprints of those tickets. Oh, so I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll share them out and we can all pick out them and just have a little chat about it. Do you know what? I just thought I'd mention this out of nowhere. Did you, yeah. Does anyone been to the toilet here? No. Did they feel condescended to in the toilet? I felt condescended to in the toilet. How do you feel? Because it goes, wash your hands. 20 seconds each side. Wow. Brilliant, the sign says. Brilliant. Oh, it's a sign. It wasn't like, like it's someone in there. It's a fucking child. <laughs> well, Brilliant. It's like Oatly. Have you ever read an Oatly bottle? Yeah, I know you get angry about Oatly bottles. It's box. the same thing. I bet they had the same consultants in the toilet telling them to. All right, sorry. Thank you for that, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you want from me with that. So, are these actual reprints of the material? It's yes. a re- Oh, that's quite nice, actually. I didn't realise. I thought it was some kind of... Um, no, it's a little packet full of... Time 70. capsule. I thought it was yeah. a time capsule with actual stuff. No, but these it's are not. reprints. It's all being reprinted. Yeah. So, I don't know what you've got, but I've got a few miscellaneous pictures. I've got the don't cross near parked cars, says Kevin Keegan. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. Was Kevin Keegan the man who fell off his bike during the show Superstars and hurt his face? No, he was a footballer. No, I know that, but there was a TV show called Superstars, wasn't there, which was kind of like a... Where he hurt his face. It was like a sports kind of, it's a knockout where all these athletes would do sports. Can I finish the story before you just jump to the bit where I've already said he's hurt his face? Did he hurt himself? (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) I'm not even going to go further with that story. It's a shit story, that's why, Paul. So this is a little Viewmaster pamphlet. Viewmaster? Oh yeah, Viewmasters, yeah. I remember those. The the Clicky Clickies. Yeah, they're the Clicky Clickies. The one me and Biffo did a video about a few months ago. Did you have one of those? Um, I did. I I never understood the appeal of them, to be honest, but I had them. Yeah. Well, no. They're deeply unimpressive things. No, they weren't. They are. They're shit. I I remember being a child looking at it going, (laughs) what the fuck is the point of this? Did you ever have any warm moments as a child of of fond nostalgia? Or was everything just a litany of crass shit? I told you when I was looking at porn in a shed and then burnt... It was a den, not a shed. It was a den. Um, It was a shed, though, wasn't it? Your den was a shed. No, it was... was, uh, They made it. Who's they? Azu and Anu. The elder gods. Azu and Anu. Who? The Nigerian friends in the... Second Garden Across. They made a den and put porn up in it, and I was so entranced <laughs> that I, I melted a plastic bag onto my leg by mistake whilst looking at someone's heavy thatch. Right, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what? Every time you tell, every time you tell that story, and it's been a few times now, warningly, it, it just gets to the point where you add a new slice to it, and that extra slice just I don't know makes it dirtier. Extra or heavy thatch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a Viewmaster's guide. So what's what does it say? Is it just like, here's a list of everything you can view on Viewmaster? I think it must have been a sort of a reproduction of an inserted pamphlet that came with a magazine or something. Right. Because I used to love mine, because it was an idea you could explore the world. Oh, look, it's a small world at Disney. Click. Oh, look, it's the Splash Mountain. You could go places you couldn't because your family were poor like mine. So all my <laughs> holidays were in my eyes. Oh, 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 o
two Viewmaster packets free for every purchase of a Viewmaster. So you got the packets. You got your the little the eight. Well, the they wheels. have to throw those in. Yeah, I mean, no course. point buying a Viewmaster and then waiting a week before you could look at anything. No, for it's, it. it's, no it's a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good point. What have you got, Imran? Me, uh, I've got three things. Uh, most notably, I've actually got a reproduction of an Argos. Uh, what you know, what came in an Argos catalogue. I didn't and... know they went back that long, Argos. I thought it was an eighties thing. Um, Apparently not. No, it's, it looks like it's been a while. And you know, so there's a variety of tools. I think what we all did when we yeah. all got the Argos catalog as a kid, you'd go straight to the back. Still do now. Straight to the back to look at all the toys, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and then later video games. And what I've noticed here is that you can buy the, over here. There's an actual rifle. This silver rifle. A completely what? realistic looking rifle because back then oh, yeah. you could have replica guns because uh, you know because why not <laughs> yeah because why not because we weren't violent like the kids today oh right? down with especially the kids the today. American ones in America yeah um, with so, their guns that, yeah and so I actually I had a replica like handgun it was a cap gun yeah so uh, it would go bang 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 and it was it was blue but it was metallic mm. so you know looked real from a distance yeah, yeah and we would run around you know kind of bang bang cap you know, shooting each other. Um, um, nothing, you know, and it was fine. Yeah, it was just fine. But, this tra- uh, this train sets here, the Scalex uh, Scalextric. Yeah, Scalextric. But that's, say that, probably. But that's t- uh, did you ever enjoy Scalextrics? My dad did, and he had a very simple figure of eight track. But yeah. it's boring. It's boring and quite difficult as well. Yeah, yeah I didn't. Re- I just thought you hold it down and it goes round. No, it doesn't. Really, you you have to go, more, and you have yeah. to sort of take it off on the corners, don't you? Yeah, release yeah. the pressure on the corners. I mean, we what- ha- we had scale electric, but uh, it didn't work. So oh. I, just, I have memory of having scale electric that well, it was it was broken by the time I was old enough to understand yeah. what <laughs> right. it yeah, was. Yeah. So my brothers had rinsed it by then. There's also here a Kojak game, Ooh. Kojak target game where you get a gun. A uh, and uh, I think it shoots. Do you remember you used to be able to get guns that shot little suckers, little uh, yeah, arrow, yeah, 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 yeah. little suckers on, and they get you know. And often, if you were lucky enough, you could shoot someone in the forehead and <laughs> <It'd> stick on. <laughs> yeah, that's ultimate. On. I once threw a dart into my friend's ear. <laughs> <laughs> a real dart. Yeah. Jeez. Were you what? Were you trying to recreate a scene from Shaun of the I, Dead? He wanted me to do it. Not. He wanted me. Wait. To, he wanted we doing, you to throw a dart at him. We were doing like pretend, coke. No. What? I was 10. Yeah. I asked the same question. Were you doing coke? I was not on cocaine when I was 10. Thank you. This reminds me of a story that somebody, uh, when I worked in the games industry, one of the IT contractors used to come and and told us a story that he went to a boarding school and one of the kids in his boarding school, I think it was all boys, was really hyperactive and just wouldn't fucking stop. Yeah. You know, just wouldn't. And uh, during playtime, whatever, someone threw a dart and it, went in his testicle. <gasps> so he then... Yeah. I mean, just the sound. And so apparently... <laughs> just, the, <laughs> just, just the idea of this. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he then obviously had to go away to hospital. Yeah. Uh, when he came back, he had calmed down a lot. Yeah, no shit. I'd calm down. Perhaps that's the therapy that, that they need. So what you're saying is... <laughs> no, instead of oh Ritalin, God. dart in the bollock. <laughs> How do you even administer that? Well, do you put the under... kid on a giant rotating circle and just rotate it round, and then everyone gets a go? Well, that's what we were doing. I was doing with my friend. We were sort of like influenced by knife throwing. Oh yeah. So I was trying to get it close to him. I wasn't trying to throw it in. So in your head, you're going. Yeah, doing all that stuff. Wicked. I tell you what, I 
I, when I was a kid, I wasn't into guns that much, but I did love having a spud gun. You know, those little metal guns you put into a spud, you put I, out and I you can fire them. them. Yeah, but what we did was we got pins and we stuck them in the end of the potato. <laughs> that you yeah, of course. Of course so you used to fire them. Is this stick after you've been ass. rifling through your teacher's private property? <laughs> yeah. I actually carried uh, a Gat gun um, when I was a teenager. Yeah. Uh, so um, a friend of mine, his dad was in the... Uh, US Air Force but based in in North London oh okay yeah um, and so he had access to all these air rifles and <laughs> I was I was a target for muggers when I was a teenager because yeah. you know, skinny Asian kid you know must own a shop well we did but, like, <laughs> but besides all did, of that uh, besides that you know, so supposedly we're rich and we weren't um, so I was just a target for muggers and I got bored of it and I was like I need to defend myself and I asked my friend I was like can, can you get me a gun yeah. and he's like and he bought this uh, it looks like Robocop's gun it was a massive like gat gun and it looked real like absolutely real but you couldn't fire bullets only metal slugs right fortunately thank god he didn't give me any actual ammunition any any metal slugs and so I carried this massive I looked like Space Harrier like the gun was bigger <laughs> than me right? <laughs> right and I carried it in my inside pocket and walk around and go the moment somebody tries any of that pattern me and go you know I know you got money on you yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. no I got your ass <laughs> wow that's, that's, that's quite the move that's what I was what, did waiting you ever to get do. to do that thank god no okay. and a week later I gave it back to it and it was only 15 pounds like that's all he was asking for it was 15 pounds to have this realistic gun and I'm a 14 year old boy running around with this this is like, like a high school version of Breaking Bad yeah. it's like, what and, part of London did you uh, uh, Harrow from? so Harrow, the school yeah. I went to was Hatch End and, oh right and uh, so well, Biffo went to Hatch yeah, End yeah, but yeah. years before obviously <laughs> or uh, did he <laughs> what do you mean or did he is oh, there I don't some... know I was being spooky about Biffo <laughs> and um I returned it to him, and then I took up karate that summer. That would uh, do. And then I, I went, I, I went. You know, my life took a better path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I can't, I, weird thing is, I can't imagine you decked out with guns and pulling out. You know what I mean? I can't <laughs> I, imagine I you doing it, that. It's really weird. What I find is that you are, you know, your environment shapes you in such a massive way. Yeah. And I could have quite easily gone further down that road, and God knows where that would have led me to. Yeah. Uh, but fortunately, because of Street Fighter Two and Jackie Chan, I took up martial arts. Yeah. Uh, and I was I like, I will not use weapons. My hands are weapons. Yes. <laughs> Rumble in Harrow. <laughs> Close as I can imagine. I'd, I'd watch that. <laughs> I'd watch that. That's what we need. There needs to be a London-based sort of kung fu movie. Yeah. Well, that, that's not based in central London, but based on like you know the in, suburbs. Yeah. In the suburbs. Yeah. 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 Right. Because you just don't see that. A lot of British films tend to be Cockney gangsters and deals that gone down, and you know all that kind of stuff. It's like I don't want to see. There's you nothing. Know, there's nothing. That... Football hooligan movies. Uh, I'm not a fan of those. No, they like seem to do movies. well though, don't they? Yeah, because they're cheap to make. I saw. I tell you what, I saw on uh, Netflix was called um, Once Upon a Time in London. Oh so no, it's based on. Well, Once Upon a Time films. Yes. Yeah. Or they... So it's like a 30s gangster film in London with just the most boring, atrocious acting. Anyway, sorry everyone. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> if Roger Ebert said that at the end of the review. I hated Die Hard. Sorry, everyone. I know you like it. Superstar 72, I've got a replica of here. Is that a little magazine? Um, talking of Kung Fu, are they doing. It looks like they're doing <laughs> Kung Fu. Who's that? The Osmonds? It's possibly the Osmonds. Weird. They're all in like Elvis jumpsuits and they seem to be going, you know, with the pose. Sort of. Well, when was, when was Kung Fu Fighting out, that song? That oh, that's later. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's much later, right? Because that's when the films were kicking off all those kung fu Bruce I think Lee. the kung fu craze was was from early on, though. It was like for most of the seventies. Started in the early seventies, I believe. Because like um, what uh, Jackie, not Jackie uh, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee's thing was he wanted to bring Enter the Dragon was nineteen seventy, I think, or seventy one. Uh, I believe. Mm, I anyway, we've got the Partridge Family, shit, Slade, mostly shit, Osmond. What do you mean God. Slade, mostly shit? Mostly shit. 
Have what? you heard you, Slade? Do you know Slade was still charting in like the eighties? Yeah, I told you that hey, there was a shit. song they released, and it's on like now five, and it is god awful. Yeah, it's real bad. Anyways, that's what I mean. Mostly shit. Yeah, but they also They're did good until about seventy two. All right, but you know they had a better run than Oasis did. <laughs> T Rex. Yeah. You're just reading out things on the front now. You just that, that's <laughs> what it. else? You've given us this. Well, fucking I thought stuff. you might have a bit more incisive commentary. I'm oh. trying to build up a head of steam here, Paul. Right. New yeah. seekers. <laughs> Who are the new seekers? Terrible. Terrible. Got, there's nothing great from the seventies. <laughs> and finally, the monkeys. And I would have thought the monkeys had already broken up by seventy-two. No, head came out around. They, they had, about a, they had a sitcom, didn't they? Yes. Well, they were. The, they, that, that was, was the, the first. That was yeah. the, the show. Was the monkeys? They yeah. were really good musically. The monkeys, anyway. But funny, I didn't think they'd gone that far. Elias Smith and Jones. Now, weren't they a country and western group? <laughs> no, they. That was a western TV show. Oh, yeah. Hold on, isn't that Elias Smith and Jones? Yes. Yeah, that's where it came from. That, yeah. Oh, now now yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. See, people do learn things on this podcast, not intentionally. What happened to them? Smith, Who, and, Jones. Smith and Jones. One of them died, didn't he? Yeah. Mel Smith died Mel Smith a died. while ago now, maybe yeah. 10 years, I don't remember. Uh, and he, if people forget, he directed Bean, the movie Bean, and that was like a huge, big international success. He was also... He directed that film with Jeff Goldblum and Emma Thompson. Yeah, The Tall Guy, which is fantastic. Good film, yeah. And I'll go on record as saying it's the only good Richard Curtis movie. <laughs> now, which of these gigs would you most want to go to? Oh, go on. all these tickets here. Ooh, Slade and Status Quo. Yes, I'd go that one. No, there's other stuff here. All right. David Cassidy. Nah. What did David Cassidy do other than his groupies? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think... I think it was a Mormon, wasn't he? No, that's the Osmonds. Um, were they Mormon? Yeah. Yeah, big Mormons. I thought... Oh, all right, still fair are. enough. They still are. Well, I presume so. Big in the Mormon. <laughs> big in the Mormon? <laughs> Thin Lizzy. Oh, yeah, that's a good oh. one. David Bowie. Bowie, yeah. What era is this Bowie then? Are we talking? Is this uh, seventy-two? This is the great era. This is the. This, this is, is the... The, just before he went a bit faux fascist. Yeah, yeah. Did he? Yeah, yeah. that's what, what the, the white duke was all about, wasn't the, it? He he did so much coke. Coke. Blame the coke. He said something like Hitler was all right or something. Didn't he said he? a like, lot of shocking things. He was like he was doing characters and like there was Ziggy. His next one was the what's it? Thin the white... white duke. Yeah, and that was a little bit. Little bit fascist. I think he apologised for it to be fair to yeah, him, of course. the guy. You know, but oh, okay. still, it's not like yeah. great. It's it's not as a terrible thing as dancing in the street with Mick Jagger. No, uh, Bay City Rollers. Yes, I'd go see Bay City Rollers. No, you flipping would. If I had a girlfriend, I'd go because that's what that would be a favourite band. It would all band. smell of urine. It would. <laughs> bye bye baby, baby bye bye. That was them, wasn't yes. it? Bye they, baby. They, I mean, they suck. Who would you go see then out of that? Bowie. <sighs> it would have to be. How have you not mentioned ABBA? ABBA's on there. ABBA's on there. Yeah. ABBA. In 72. ABBA... Sex Pistols. That's a bit late, isn't it? Yeah. That would have been what? Seven... I mean, it doesn't say all what replicas. year. They're replicas. So it's not, yeah. it's not. You like ABBA, right? ABBA's good. Are we all out on that? ABBA is good. But if you grew up in my household where mum listened to it all the time, all every right. day, <laughs> you kind of get tired of hearing Dancing yeah. Queen. You don't want to hear it anymore. They're good. You know what really put me off is endless... TV programs from the 90s with Moby saying how good at Dancing Queen was. Shut up, Moby. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you got there? Have you got what's that the colour TV I've got, thing? Yeah, so I've got, uh, there's two other ones here I've got. One is, uh, I've got a pamphlet. It says Rediffusion Colour. And there's a colour television. And oh, it's basically a wooden box with a superimposed picture of a pretty lady uh, on it. A uh, pretty lady with ginger hair. Nice. 
you I can know, imagine it. Nice yeah, and 70s. That's, uh, yeah, and uh, so it, and it, she's looking quite demure. She's got a hand on her cheek as if in, you know, she's a respectable yeah. woman and she's looking for a nice gentleman mm. uh, to buy the television, obviously. I hope so. Excuse me, does this come with the lady? <laughs> I saw the advert and it had a lady on. Does this does this one come with lady? And, uh, and this is how they sell it, is um, for clear, natural colour, oh. get rediffusion. This compact television set is designed to give clear, natural colour pictures oh. as well as black and white. It has a 20-inch <laughs> super square direct viewing picture tube with true aspect ratio, push-button tuning and fully transistorized circuits sounds quite modern. <laughs> for greater reliability and lower power consumption. Picture and sound come in fast from switch-on. The cabinet of the RT537-20, which is finished in a dark-stained tropical olive veneer, has a matching stand with smooth action casters for easy movement Ooh. of the carpeted floors. Yeah, that's action it. Action casters. It, that just paints such a perfect it image does, of the doesn't 70s, it? That's doesn't it? it? It's just the copy it's is a, so 70s, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. Uh, I really, you know, the effort they've gone to sell it. And then on the back, they've got the specifications of it. Uh, and just uh, it's a 20 inch super square direct viewing picture tube. <laughs> I love it 1080p <laughs> <laughs> also it's funny it reminded me when it says uh, the sound and vision comes quickly after switch on yeah. that reminds me of those old tellies that they had to warm up didn't could they? you hear the, the tube and it was <laughs> and then the white dot would suddenly yeah, yeah, yeah. slowly Crazy. become blankety blank oh that's gone uh, all I'm, that's I'm gone I'm old enough to remember our first television set uh, that I grew up with had push buttons on it so you had to yeah. walk up to the TV and press the buttons I, on I it. was the remote control in the house yeah 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 like, when you're the youngest that's it that's your job right i'd be sitting on the on the floor and then my mum would go <laughs> itv and i'd get up and turn itv on uh, and the four tv channels four that's well that's we you had. know that's all we needed back then yeah we all we didn't need all the thousands of channels i think my nan or certainly someone in our extended family had a tv with a coin slot in oh my god it was a rented tv and so because, you know, people couldn't afford TVs back then, so places like Rumbelows and things were selling Rumbelows. renting TV yeah, sets. Yeah, on a higher purchase. And yeah. some of them had coin slots in. Like, you know, you'd put it in, turn the dial, it would work for half an hour or so. That is crazy. Isn't it? It's, I mean, I, these days they call it the next yeah, Netflix, like Netflix model. But yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Right. Uh, I, I, there's something quite, I think, quite nefarious uh, of that kind of model of, like, you can have this luxury, yeah. but we're, we're going to put it on a leash for you because yeah, yeah. we can't trust you with money, you poor people. Yes, well, it's right, totally dystopian yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Was, I mean, I was at once in a in a in a bed set. That was the electricity. There was a thing I had oh. to put pound coins in. Yeah, it's just the way it was. I think it was because like things like the HP or whatever it was coming in at the time. You know, oh, where people purchase, like, you could buy yeah. things on the higher on the higher purchase. So you know, you bought a v- VCR. You know, and you paid thirty quid a week or something for the rest of your life, like a mortgage on <laughs> yeah. it. You know, and then maybe you paid it off, but never. You know, yeah. I don't uh, know. See, that that's what I'm really keen to ban like i want you know people's enjoyment of entertainment no no just like that that kind of evil way of you know forcing people who don't have a lot of money yeah to be able to you know that, that they they go oh, i want this luxury item that everybody else has but i can't afford it but they can buy it at this exorbitant interest rate yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. evil it's just yeah it's totally. outright yeah. actual evil and in the end of the day you i mean obviously people don't have the upfront cost to pay for those things straight out but over time you're spending much more money yeah, on that. yeah, yeah. so but that's like, it but that's how capitalism it makes it expensive to be poor. Yeah, yeah. It's, cool. you know, that's, that's beautifully put. It makes it expensive to be poor. Don't give him, don't prop him no, up. Because like companies like Wonga.com and stuff like that are just, this is the manifestation of, of evil yeah. in the world. It really is. Yeah. Like it, it should be completely outlawed. And so when I think of a, 
like growing up, I never had to deal with that. But I'm just thinking of people, you know, who, who are like, oh yeah, we know that you don't have a lot, so there you go. We'll sign you up to yeah. more it's, debt because we know you're shit with money. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. You got, it's horrible. You want you got debt? Here's more debt to get you out of the debt yeah. you've got. And then when you dealt with that debt, come back to us with this debt, and we'll sort out well, another debt just for you. On a tangent, uh, yeah. I think that's why um, I remember having a conversation with Martin Coyote. If you okay. remember Martin Coyote, he's a comedian. Yeah. So Martin was just when I started out, he really helped me. You know, got got me helped me getting at the cutting edge at the store. And he said that, do you know that Ian, is it Ian Hislop, the guy from yeah. Have I Got News For You or yeah, something? Yeah. He goes, I think he heard him talking somewhere and how they were taught. Like kids who went to, what is it called? The kind of school he went to, public school? Public, Public yeah. school, uh, which is essentially a private school, really, isn't yeah, it? That's like, the weird, yeah, that's the weird I never understood thing. that. Yeah, I never yeah. got that. He went to so, a posh school. Yeah, yeah, so in posh schools, the kids are taught that actually, and this is said out loud to the children in the class, that you kids who go to the public school are going to grow up to become the captains of industry, the mm. prime minister, the prime, uh, the prime minister, the this, the you know, chancellor, the whatever, all this stuff. And all those kids over there who go to the state school are going to work for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's their lot in yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And what I, like, I went to a state school and I loved, I loved it. I think it was a great experience. But one, we're never taught how to handle money. You're trained no how to is. learn language and, and stack shit and do basic things but not how to handle the responsibility no. of money um, and so just th this is what this when I look at this it, uh, we're all enjoying you know oh how wasn't it great back in the day when but we it were wasn't. growing up um, well <laughs> for, for many people it was horrible and I think it's an ongoing thing like not teaching state school kids how to handle money is creating problems where you have a telly with a fucking meter on it yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but also telling people they're going to be you're going to be the prime minister you're going to be the you know, this but is we, what leads to this utterly complacent bunch of corrupt assholes oh. in the government. Yes, yeah, because they're, their whole life they're told, "Yeah, you, you, you've got this. You can you do, can any, do, you can do, do anything." Yeah. You've been and then, born they into just fail. Yeah. They just and they never. Well, this is what I say: yeah. they fail upwards because yeah. the system yeah. around them yeah, supports yeah. it. Yeah. But the system that supports them is not allowed for everyone else. Yes. Yeah. And that's why there's this mass. I mean, this is why when people go, "Oh, the seventies, the eighties, oh, I remember Back to the Future and Ghostbusters." Yeah, they were the things that distracted you from how shit. Seriously, how shit. Yeah, things yeah. were yeah. because I mean it, I'm a kid I, you know, in the 80s and I'm like Ghostbusters ah meanwhile my mum's like doing two jobs my yeah. dad's working nights I don't see them in the evenings and it's like oh I forget that so yeah I know that the 70s and 80s was awful the three day weeks the garbage not picked up for months the power cuts and things like that it this is the sugar coating, which is just to kind of distract you from the fact that maybe yeah. we'll not learn our lessons if we're keeping ourselves distracted by slightly ephemeral stuff yeah yeah you know? absolutely i'm not saying they're inherently bad but i think certainly from this day and age we seem to be leaning on more on pop culture as a comfort blanket a security blanket than actually something that we need to use to inspire people to change how they see the world yeah Without any studio film now has a, an agenda yeah you know uh, look at look at look at how china has strong-armed hollywood into uh, going, yeah. you're not saying that <laughs> yeah. and then John Cena Mr Muscles is out there apologising in Mandarin Crazy. Yeah. I'm like I mean it, it, it's, it's interesting because yeah it's, it's not to demonise China but like because of their economy Hollywood you know bending towards their will at times means and this is just the example I can only associate with Ghostbusters can never get released in China because they have a no supernatural policy in all their films now and also no time travel they won't have films based around time travel I find that particularly sort of Orwellian yeah, yeah time on, travel. no super so no you can't have Ghostbusters so what about Transformers which they did in China That's yeah well Transformers is fine technologically they're aliens. robots in it it's aliens it's like it's not too dissimilar to what they're used to in their pop culture but look Ghostbusters answer the call never got released I don't think this new one's going to get released in China anyway. And that's a big cut into the profits. I find it fascinating, the whole time travel being banned, because it's like the, the Chinese Communist Party saying, 
Well, Tiananmen uh, we, Square never we don't, happened. Yes, That's not we an want event. to have the control of, of time. So yeah. even the concept of yeah. being able to mess with time, that's too dangerous. We don't want... Only we can say what the it's, history it's, was. It's going to fall I mean? apart so hard. Like, you can't control people for, you know... It's well. China's history is fascinating. It's something yeah. I'm trying to learn about at the moment. Like I've got a book on. I've got a big book on mm. Mao and like why he became. Like he's a he was a regular person who rose to power. And like I was telling you earlier, I was watching this thing on Netflix called How to Become a Tyrant, and yeah. it's about all the yeah. tyrants. Wor- worrying that he's watching. <laughs> well, that, last night it was about Idi Amin who threw my parents out of Uganda, right. where he went. Oh, all these Asians, they they own all the businesses, and they did. Yeah. Right. But it's not because they were nefarious and evil. It's just because they were hardworking and you know knew what they were doing. And so he, they all had ninety days to leave with nothing. In they came here and Britain took them in and we live superior lives now. So really, we kind of landed on our feet yeah. in a much better you know, society. And Uganda, all the Ugandans then took the, took those businesses, didn't know how to run them and everything collapsed. It's funny when you create a vacuum and you yeah. don't have the infrastructure to, to, to fill in. It's yeah. like, that's what kind of happened to Iraq. Americans came in, everybody out, Saddam's yeah. gone. That, that's episode two yeah. uh, of How to Be a Tyrant. Yeah, yeah, in fact, I'll just mention this because I don't want to get into Iraq too much. But like, if you ever listen to the dollop episode about Iraq, it's like a two hour, it's like a two and a half hour episode? episode. The dollop it's a podcast. The dollop. Yeah, no, and they talk about the fallout of the Iraq war. Um, fascinating. Great podcast. One of the most depressing three hours it's of my life. one of the worst to. things that yeah. ever happened. It's just horrible. Iraq war. Um, yeah. Oh, should, I, should I talk about Basil Brush now? Yeah, no, no. I, was no. I just <laughs> wanted to say one thing on China. That one thing about China. Yeah. Uh, they never had a d- democracy in China, right? Yeah. Guns and Roses said they did. <laughs> I... And I heard this this guy on a podcast. Took a while, but eventually they heard did this guy on this podcast saying there's there could be literally like um, ecological reasons why it never arose, because he was saying in China, um, it's easier to administrate taxes. So because um, the land is all very similar, you can. It's easier for you to calculate how much grain yeah. has been grown in a certain area. So you can. It's easier for you to administrate the tax. Right? It's all kind of micromanaged. So it's you can just it's easier to do, and so it's easier to have an authoritarian, autocratic system because yeah. you can do it there because of the because of the way the uniformity of the the grain, the uniformity of oh, the really? land, okay. the consistency of it. Means, and so yeah. it's all these reasons they're saying like e- ecological reasons why certain but, uh, systems arise in certain parts of the world and not in others. Whereas if you're in Europe. There's some guy who lives on a hill and he's in a mountain. You can't tell how much wealth he's got. So it's harder for you to judge. You know. yeah, so yeah, yeah. everyone has to have a seat at the table there. Do you see them? It's harder to govern, harder to be autocratic. And, and there's also this. Uh, the universe, in the universe, there is uh, everything, everything, but you know, duality. Left, right, up, yeah. down, black, yin and white. Yang. So yin and yang. So if you have democracy over here, you have to have... Uh, a dictatorship somewhere else like it's it's impossible for, for something not to exist like once an idea that's exists, why Sostrex shit <laughs> <laughs> right um, so, so uh, there, there, there's that but anyway I think we're going to go to war with China and uh, we're all <laughs> keep it out oh. this has <laughs> been our best <laughs> episode <laughs> ever <laughs> we're too old so we're going to be in the flipping drone room right yeah. using our video game skills um, <laughs> that's the big conspiracy. Xbox One and PlayStation Five are just trading on next army majors and it's, uh, uh, it's, a, it's, a re- it's a real, it's a real shame. Like I've, yeah, I've just been doing a little bit of research on Chinese history, and it's fascinating. Just as a culture of people, as, as, as yeah. it, they have, they've invented everything. Yeah, anything you can think of, the Chinese did it first. Well, Gunpowder, noodles, pa- you know, it's like paper. <laughs> gunpowder yeah. and noodles. That classic noodles is a big one. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is a big one. Yeah, so, probably the but, greatest achievement in human history. Basically. So you've heard it here first. Imran Yusuf is calling 
War on China. <laughs> we're going to do it. Saber rattling uh, no, on the cheap uh, show. I've been there. I managed to go. I managed to go there. I managed to visit uh, mainland China, Hong Kong twice, and mainland China once. Nice. Uh, it's man, it's fascinating, but it's it's scary where we're going with it. But anyway, Basil Brush. Basil Brush. Because I was going to go into uh, boom, I was boom. Segue into the, <laughs> hey. the noise of the Chinese bombs. <laughs> <laughs> um. I've got a Basil Brusher pamphlet when he was performing at the Victoria Palace. Oh, um, what, who else is on the... Oh, Bert Whedon. We all love a bit of oh, Bert. Oh, Bert? We- yeah, remember Bert what, Whedon? Bert, do you remember Bert No, Whedon? no one is. Oh, we're, we're he just... was, I think Bert Whedon was like a guitarist, wasn't he? Really? He had, yes. And he, he, so he just comes on halfway through a pantomime and goes, "Ah, it's me guitar." It was like a guitar. He was he taught people to like play a John guitar. Williams kind of guy. No, I think he was like a an, a guitar educator. Ah, weird. I mean, I know Bobby Crush. Because he's oh, the guy at the piano. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, and there's also uh, Tony Venner, uh, Howard Williams, Jan Hunt, uh, and, and Les Dougals? 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 Les Douglas. God knows. No, I don't know who any of those guys so, are. I don't know any, but we all know who Basil Brush is. Yeah, yeah um, do. that's the, sadly the biggest name on the fucking bill. No, what was the big names on oh, the back? Oh, on the back. Oh, here at the Ashcroft Theatre in Fairfield, Croydon. Oh, nice. John Pertwee, we all know John yeah. Pertwee. Yeah. Uh, at Freddie Davis. Oh, Davis? this is the Jack and the Beanstalk uh, panto. Oh, yes. The Jack and the Beanstalk. And uh, Mark Winter with a Y, Bob Grant, Neris Hughes. Neris Hughes, I knew because she was the live. Name? No, she, she was in the Liver Birds, the old Carla Lane sitcom about two Scouse girls. Uh, oh. Bob Grant, I believe, was on the buses. You know, the big toothy guy. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Robert <laughs> Aldis. Ald- Aldi. Robbie Al- Al- Robert Aldi. Whenever I is saw the Liver say- Birds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, whenever I saw the liver birds, I thought the liver birds, and I thought of birds that peck out people's livers. <laughs> that would yeah. be that would be better than watching the liver. No, that's birds. that Greek guy who gets Prometheus. Is it? He gets uh, his he gets his liver regrows every day. Yeah, and, and he's pecked by he gets pecked vultures. Out. I it's wanted terrible. to I wanted to segue. Is, that, from... is that the Prometheus, the Greek god Prometheus? Yes. He gets his liver picked out. Yeah. Yeah. For challenging so, the so gods what, for fire. He challenged the gods and. Then the gods right went right for eternity. You're going to be chained to this rock, and a bird will come and peck your liver out. That will fucking day. teach you for fire. And then it will regrow. But then, he's like what Wolverine. if he killed the it killed the bird? And then his liver would regrow, but even though it was already grown, and then he'd have this huge liver coming out. <laughs> Just and one he, big and liver. What, what did and this he, have to do with Ridley Scott's film? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. That had nothing to do with anything. That I was movie. just going to end. Disappointing. End with this. It's the EMI preview of films coming to your local cinema. This isn't from Ipswich. So, in seventy eight seventy nine, you could look forward to Greece. Uh, uh. Shivers and Rabid was a double bill. Oh, I bet that would be excellent. That is pretty excellent. I mean, full on. You know, yeah, body I don't horror, know if you could handle Rabid after Shivers. Here's one I didn't know. Have you ever heard of this? It must be a live show. Oh no, it's not. Billy Connolly in Big Banana Feet just says cinemas in Granada TV area till December. Yeah, he had a film. Big Banana Feet. It was called Bananas. It says Big Banana Feet here, the movie. Well, it must have been an alternate uh, title. Billy Connolly is also a Billy Connolly. Connolly. (laughs) Billy's Connolly. He's also an artist. Oh, yeah, uh, very and, good. And, and I've seen his artwork not only in um, some of these uh, galleries that you find in like Westfields, but also at the Manchester Comedy Store backstage. Uh, they've got bought a bunch of his artwork. Wow. Um, yeah, and it's it's all just black line drawing of like figures and stuff. It's. I still really think cool. he's the UK's best stand up. Oh, easily. Easily. I just think there's nothing like him. I Is love. he the UK's best or Scotland's best? No, the UK's. Okay, he belongs to the UK, not just Scotland. I don't care. <laughs> he's, he's definitely Scotland's best. I presume. 
I don't really pay attention. It's that whole thing of like when a Scottish person does well, they're British, and when they don't do so, it's like Andy Murray would not do well, then they're Scottish. I would go further. I'd say he's one of the best stand-ups of all time. Of all time, easily. Well, this is interesting. When you think someone's, I've been like I've studied stand-up a lot. I've put a lot of effort into understanding it and trying to get good at it. And what and I've seen people who've put in a lot of time got really good. People who've been good from like you know uh, early on. And all it really is, all you can learn the mechanics of it of like how to tell a joke, you know, stage presence, audience work, all of this. But ultimately, at its core, truly great stand-up is about you is is about self-expression. That's all it is. Yeah, it's not about your clever words. You know, it's not trying to oh let me expand my vocabulary and try to be just. You truly being who you are, and when you and yeah. you can't learn that except it just it gets released, and it's always. I remember watching Bethany Black in Edinburgh in 2018, and I, you know, I, I'd never yeah. seen her perform. Oh right, okay. I'd never seen her perform. Uh, I don't think I'd ever seen her perform at all. And I went to watch her show, and I, I went into a world that I didn't know about, mm. which is her life. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And and I remember just walking away, just going, she truly knows her life and who she, she's. Like really good at expressing who she is. Yeah, it's not about the cleverness of. Yeah, you know, sure, there's good crafted jokes. It's but just the honesty, it's a isn't it? Story. Yeah. yeah, that's all it is, and that's all any comedian has to unlock. It's not only yeah. you have to. There's so many things that you have to learn, but the, what the true magic is in unlocking what you really want to say and who you really are. Yeah, and well, for me, it's like about it. my 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 favorite stand-ups are, are all the ones who are good storytellers. So mm. Billy Connolly, one of the best. Les Jasper Dawson, Carrot. one of the best. Jasper Carrot's a great storyteller. Dave Allen. Yes. Victoria Wood. You know what I mean? It's like great storytellers who, even if they don't make you laugh for five minutes, you're sitting there going. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, he says, Jobby! And I go, that's what I wanted, Billy! <laughs> right, let's move on. Okay. Uh, 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 it's the fucking price of shot. It's the fucking price of shot. Oh, it's the fucking price of shot. It's the fucking price of shot. And that's right. Ah, I didn't do it very well. Right? The <laughs> do you know what that noise is called, Paul? A boink. Poit. A poit. Poit. I can't go. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> in the lips when I do it. I can't. For some reason, I can't. All right. Oh, no one needs this. I can no do it better. one needs it. I don't need this. That's the point. <laughs> it's like funny. being in a. It's like being in a Tudor corridor. This. It is. You can do it. No, oh, that was a good one. No, your one sounds proper. Yeah, yeah he's got the real sort of drippy drip in a cave. Yeah. But then, you know, if you do it for too long, you do get a bunch of the Rolfs coming in. And then it all gets... <laughs> <laughs> and then I start wobbling things and it all gets a little bit... <laughs> that's not making a noise. It's not. And that's why I quickly put it down, Eli. So thanks for bringing that in. That's just flapping paper. Rolf Harris wasn't known for flapping. <laughs> you could join it. <laughs> what is that? Well, you could that? join today. <laughs> right. Rolf's Cartoon Club. Rolf's Cartoon Club. I used to love that show. Spoiled forever. I, I, I've, got, uh, I've got the book somewhere. But Rolf's Cartoon Club. I actually wrote to him to go, like, I want to be on the show. Really? But they shot that in Birmingham and I'm from London. That was the oh, never going to happen. a good thing. What we're doing right now is we're playing The Price of Shite. And that is right. And that is where we go to a charity shop. We buy a bunch of items and then you, as our guest will have to guess the price. Now, usually what happens is it's a bit more free-for-all. You see an item, you have a rough guess of the price based on charity shops. We're going to go easy on you this time, all right? Okay. So what we've got here are five prices, right? And you'll be asked to attach one of these prices to one of the items that you're about to see. Okay. We're going to go through the items first. Okay. Looking, discussing, touching, breathing, kissing, loving, holding, loving. We're going to start with this one. All these were bought in charity shops like British Heart Foundation, Mind, Sue Ryder. Sorry, what rules are we playing here? We're playing the one where you see five items, then I give you five prices and you attach the price to you the item. You give me the prices? No, I'm giving you nothing. 
almost literally I'm giving you nothing. <laughs> okay, yeah, right. well, I knew that. We're, you are here now as an expert because you know you're I'm an expert. You're an expert, oh, yeah. so you can give advice, maybe. All right. Oh, I will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> usually. You know, we work for Petwings, which is what we call points here on the show. A nice Petwing, a nice Petwing. Um, you will get Petwings, don't get me wrong. Uh, for everyone you correctly attached to the item, uh, you'll get a Petwing. It means nothing, but you get to hear us say Petwing. I like saying Petwing. I'm going to say Petwing more often. Well, Petwing. Could, is there Petwing. a possibility of Petwing. him scoring no Petwings at There's all? There's a very good opportunity. All right, then I'm going to add a little bit of spice into this, Imran. Right. I've got this lovely Mario oh, wow. pin badge. That oh, you're playing it out. You're playing for it. I'm playing for you it. You need one between. No, more. You have to have more, at least three. Three betwings gets the badge. One, you could get lucky and win it. And I'm not giving but, him a badge out of luck. <laughs> I, I want to give him the badge anyway, Paul. You know, well, at least dress it up with some bloody edge, and we can throw in <laughs> some right. things at the get end. Get the badge, whatever. But let's say three betwings. Three betwings. So. I want that badge. That is no. a really nice badge. Yeah. He's <laughs> guesting on our show. guests on our show. They always take the good shit. God damn it. All anyway, right. so here we are. Five items all bought from charity shops, and they're all because you're a video games fan, uh, all with a, a video games theme. So here is the first item for you. Say what you see. Uh, this is a Nintendo DS uh, copy of FIFA... <laughs> Of FIFA 2008. Now, wow. don't worry, because they're all the fucking same and they just oh, churn them out Oh, this is an American yearly. version. This is an American yeah. version. That's why it's called soccer on the front, which is oh. a disgusting uh, word. Disgusting word. Uh, and the game is in there. Oh, there's also a space in the DS ca- case for a Game Boy Advance cartridge. Yes, because uh, they could handle both originally, the DS, couldn't they? You could put a DS... Yeah, uh, and, uh, if you've got the OG DS, yeah. yeah. Um, I used yeah. to always have The Incredibles in there because I never played The Incredibles, but someone gave me that game. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not a really good story, I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> So yeah, this is a pre-owned copy of Nintendo. So I'd imagine this is going to be super cheap because what I've noticed yeah. is that anytime you go to computer exchange, the the previous Fifas yeah. are like a penny. They're like next to nothing because nobody wants yeah. the previous and version of that game. That's their own fault. Fault. If you're churning out a Fifa every year and the game barely changes, well, that's bar, the business model, isn't it? Fine, but it keeps up with the sport, isn't it? it right? Isn't that what's new usually? Is the yeah, new players? It's just or... about the, the new players that they've tarted up the engine a little bit. Well, it depends. You know, maybe it's been every few years i've never liked fifa uh in in fact i, I liked iss uh originally and then i just, I just prefer playing football playing yeah. football is uh far more fun for me i was very fond of the fifa on the mega drive i remember playing that all the time and i'm not a sports person but i do remember having fun playing fifa 96 or whatever it was called on the mega drive oh in the 95 i think it was FIFA yeah. 95 i think i liked on the mega drive it was ultimate football um, I've, I found My really brother, I think, had that. I don't know who made it, but I, it just felt right. I didn't yeah. care about what the names were and all that nonsense. No. The control, the, if the mechanics are right, that's what matters. Yeah, that's the thing. In fact, yeah. 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 who cares? The fake know? games are always more fun because you're always called like Full Chester United. Yeah, 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 and yeah, like, yeah. like, name a famous footballer, like, you know, Maradona. Maradona. It'd be like A. Aradona yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It'd just be a slight change. Yeah. And also, what I really liked on those 16 bit games was all the sound effects of the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the song from. Um, do you remember Striker? And then there was World Cup Striker. Yeah, uh, and a World Cup Striker. World Cup Striker. Striker. <laughs> World Cup Striker. <laughs> I want an album full of all those awful, you know, video game theme tunes. It just, just like thirty second snippets would just yeah. be enough to give you the itch. Right. So FIFA Soccer. You don't have to give us a price now, but you know, you don't have to attach yourself to anything. But at a rough guess, what do you think that might be cost? Might be cost. That'd be under a Might quid. Be cost. Might be cost. Under a quid. Under a quid. All right. Next item then. FIFA. I always used to have to watch my drug dealers 
play FIFA while I waited for them to sell me drugs. Okay. So what, you know, you go around like there. after the goal. Why, yeah, why they yeah, pause it? You go around there and they're like, oh, you know, this is a really important match. And it's like, oh, fuck Just sake. give me my drugs yeah. and stop playing fucking I'm FIFA. I'm looking at your mum. <laughs> Why you at she's it? just in the kitchen reading a paper or something and I'm sort of standing in the doorway it's imaginary are, are you it's allowed imaginary to... <laughs> oh, imaginary. All right, okay. of course it didn't happen I'm just trying to I'm trying to say something Paul <laughs> sometimes uh, it's my expert that's my expert thing no it's good thank you for telling us all about your sad moments picking up weed from weird houses on estates he never and, uh... said weed he said drugs that's true <laughs> it's paracetamol vague now next <laughs> let's have the next item next item is for you uh, okay, say what you see it's on a football theme still oh it's a oh hello this is a metal pin badge of kickoff three yeah Ooh. Weirdly, when I mentioned this to someone because I showed the badges that I bought from Camden, a lot of people get into arguments about what are the best kickoff game. And I was like, I don't so fucking you know care. Who made it's a kickoff, badge, right? Go on. Isn't it Dino Dini? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I worked with him. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I worked great. with him on uh, Squeebles for the DS. Squeebles? Squeebles. You could be making this up and I have no idea. <laughs> no. What was Squeebles? Squeebles was a game. Uh, so it was originally, when I say originally, it was meant to be for the Xbox 360. Uh, I was working for a company called Performance Design Products. Right. Um, no, they bought out Into Games and became, uh, and they said Into Games, I was working for Into Games, got bought out by Performance Design Products. Uh, and they were had a game where basically they inve- there was a new controller, an ultrasonic controller, which was using uh, ultrasonic sound waves from a receiver that you plugged into the front of your Xbox or wow. PlayStation. Uh, so you could get actual 3D positional data on the controller. Oh, so you knew where your hand and the controller exactly was. Exactly where it was. Like, oh, like the okay. orientation or like if you had it upside down, like with the, with the Wii remote, you yeah, would be able yeah, to get yeah. as ac- accurate reading. And uh, I think Microsoft were about to buy them out. And then suddenly Microsoft went cold and went, uh, we don't want this anymore. And then they announced a connect, right? Oh, that's why uh, then. And so then what happened is Squeeballs then just got onto, it was just for the Wii and for the DS. And oh, it was basically right. a party game, just a party yeah, game yeah, for yeah. kids. Uh, and Dino Dini uh, worked on the DS version. And I used to, after doing a gig, I'd come home at like midnight. I'd be freelancing. And I wouldn't, because my adrenaline's pumping, I'd just get on the computer. Dino's up and he's like, I've got the latest build. I'd download <laughs> it. I would do like the preliminary tests on the code to make sure that it worked. Yeah. Set the test plan up for my co- for my testers in the morning, email it to them, and then I'd go to bed. Right. And so nine o'clock, my testers are working. I'm still in bed until noon. Right? Were the um, squeebles an actual sort of... Uh, a race of funny creatures so, yeah. or something? Yes, they, yes, were. they were. That they were mainly based on there was a fish one and there was yeah, they were main, they were fish animalistic. Uh, and I'm, yeah, you, yeah, you could just, and you could <laughs> abuse them. You could like you know throw you them at stuff. Them. You could abuse them. You could it, You're it, getting it, visibly it, excited in, in an okay way. You know, in a, in an yeah. acceptable right. abuse yeah, way. Yeah, I wouldn't Except, want to give hard abuse to no, a squeeble. No, no, no. <laughs> acceptable <laughs> abuse. Um, but it's out there. You can squee- it's called Squeebles Party, available for the oh. Wii and for the Nintendo DS. Nice, well uh, done. And uh, that was the last game I actually worked on. Yeah. And so this is a. But anyway, here's a kickoff three badge. Yeah. A kickoff three pin badge. Uh, it's metal. Um, and I'd imagine this would be yeah, this would be like fifty p. Oh, <laughs> you know I mean? okay. Next item is oh, all football related video game. No, Star not Rise. this. Is fine. Not. Here's Bloody the next one. Oh, hello, it's a book. Oh, a Minecraft book, a beginner's handbook, and yeah. it's in good nick as it's well. It's a very good nick. Minecraft, the block building game where yeah. you live in a world with blocks. 
you make blocks. Yeah. You can um, enslave a bunch of villagers. You're, get... What are you obsessed with? Obsla- slaving characters? I'm not and into obsessed. Abusing squeebles? I'm not obsessed. He said abuse. You could abuse them. <laughs> I was simply having a conversation. I didn't say out of nowhere, could you abuse the squeebles? It was a very leading question when you were going, tell me more about these squeebles. There's it certain, obviously... Because it's like an open world game, Minecraft, yeah. of course, there's ways you can get enslaved people and just kill them and it generates tokens or something. Oh, my God. Either way, it's a guide to playing Minecraft for the first time. Charity shop find. Well, it's the recommend the, the price on here is seven ninety nine. Yeah, if that's you bought not it how new, much. But in a charity yeah. shop, I'd imagine this would be. You ever played Minecraft? I've not. No, I've never. Played, <laughs> not, not, no, I've not. I really. have. I tried it on my phone. How was that? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, join us next week for more video game reviews. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, what could, if in a charity shop, that's eight quid. You know, a couple of quid. At but the most. thing is, like the interesting thing about charity shops is. There are types of things you find in them. And I find Minecraft books, ten a penny there. Well, it's so huge. It must be one of the most popular video games of all time. One of the very biggest, yeah. And also, yeah. weirdly, you got to remember, people just churning out shit to cash in on it. Unofficial guidebooks, official guidebooks. This, when they do well, the spin-offs gu- Guidebooks. I remember when I worked at Game back in the late 90s, early noughties, um, a game would come out and people would go, right, I've just bought this brand new game. It's 10 out of 10, got great yeah. reviews. I buy it. And as they buy it, they also buy the unofficial strategy. Yeah. Guide for it. I'm like, no. Yeah, like, it's crazy, like, isn't it? Well, like, explore a bit, it a Maybe bit I'm being first. a bit elitist, but maybe because I'm a, a proper gamer. Yeah. Uh, boo. <laughs> proper gamers boo. only. Like, boo. enjoy the game. Like, imagine watching, you know, I'm going to watch the latest movie and I'm going to read the script at the same time yeah, and find out funny, what, yeah. what, how, what's going to happen. That's weird, yeah. Because yeah. I used to write guides for games when I worked for like 64 magazine and then Power Station magazine and it was interesting because like we'd go well what game's been out for a few months that we can give a guide to and then we just reached out to the publishers and then they would just go here's all the maps here's all the locations and things and it was my job to kind of play through using this information so I could say right it's just because because then you have to go you get the red key and then you go back four rooms and go up the ladder uh, down the ladder through the key chain back to there nah, 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 and then you get a respawn point and then a save there it's like it, it, is it like spoilers because I'm not a proper gamer right but, yeah. so if you yeah, bought, if you bought a people... new game and you bought the guide with it it's like having a spoiler it's like yeah, it's yeah. telling you how to, how to d- beat the challenges beat rather yeah. than you actually finding out how like, to do it yeah that's all video games really are are just puzzles yeah every video game is actually yeah. just really a puzzle for you you to use your own ingenuity to overcome, right? It's uh, and that's what you should do. If you're just cheating, what, what's I it don't get it. it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's not. I wouldn't even say it's cheating. It it just seems to me that you're you're losing the sense of discovery. Yes. Because like yeah. you know, you see a guy to Mario Odyssey, and you think, oh, I'm going to buy that. It's like, well, no. The fun of my fun from it has just been going. That's cool. Oh, that's odd. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Oh, well, I can do that now. So my- <laughs> I, I personally feel there needs to be like a gateway drug game for kids. So, you know, you give a kid a game that they can play and fun around with and there's no real danger, but they get to know the basics. So then eventually they get to they, things like Eventually Dark they Souls. get on, on to heroin. <laughs> eventually they start doing crack. How is, I what? don't understand I didn't say, the what? fucking I didn't say heroin. <laughs> what? Eventually, it's a gateway drug game. So eventually they get onto something that destroys no, their lives. No, I, I'm not literally <laughs> talking about What the drug. fuck are you I'm talking like, about? I'm not obviously talking about drugs. I'm talking about the idea if a gate, you know, people talk about gateway to drugs. Get, get into gaming. Yeah. All right. Next item. It's right. another book. Fascinating one. <laughs> I'll tell you the story about how I found this book. So, 
people who know me know I kind of live and let live with religions and that's fine. But when I was waiting in line to get this book, there was a guy who goes, hmm, my nephew's turning 10. I want to get him a really good book. Are there any Holy Bibles here for him to read? I think he really needs to read the Holy Bible. Oh. And I'm like, all right. At age 10. Yeah. It was, it was like, I don't know. If my uncle came to me on my birthday and goes, here's a Holy Bible, I would be like, come on, at least give me a Oh, ticket. come give on, Give me Noah's mate. Ark for the Super at least Nintendo. Make it an <laughs> illustrated Bible. Or a comic. No, it was, just, it was the one he bought was a really thick, grey, miserable-looking yeah. one. You know, that looked like something you hit a child with, yeah. just misbehaving. Anyway, so he's doing all this godspeed, and I think the guy behind the counter is being very, very nice and saying, "Yep, yep, 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 yep," all of that stuff. He buys his book, but then continues to carry on talking. And What's the guy... he saying? How I, he wants to? He wants his child to? He wants his nephew to? I, I mean, no, be he, a it was more no, like no. he was looking around, going, "Look at that flower. How could how could that happen by accident?" It's oh, God's right, plan. he was trying to argue for the existence of God in the bookshop. Yes. Yeah, so right. besides <laughs> all of that, <laughs> in the bookshop. Either way, that guy's being polite, but he wants to move on. There's a queue forming behind me of people, so. I got tired of waiting, so in front of this God-loving man, I slapped down this book. Porn and Pong. <laughs> yeah. And he oh, gave wow. Me... That's a, that's a, How Grand Theft Auto, Tomb Raider and Other Sexy Games Changed Our Culture by Damon Brown, forward by John M. Gibson. It's uh, a book I'm actually generally interested to read about how sex and video games have had this contentious relationship. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, inside... To my mom, my support, to Jane, my guide, and to Parol, my love. I think he's written for Playboy or something. Yeah, he writes that. Damon Brown covers sex, technology, and pop culture for Playboy, New York Post, and Planet Out. He yeah. can be seen at blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so uh, this would be interesting. Yeah, this is... um. Well, well hello. There's a naked woman. Uh, in. Well, there's a Was lot of naked women. Yeah. Oh. oh, and how... So no, these are naked women in video games. Oh. Yeah. Oh, hold on, no, but that's a naked. That's a woman. different book I've given him. Right? Don't don't tell him. Oh, in Tomb Raider, Ra- that's a classic, isn't well, it? She's not the... naked, but they got like you know, Dead or Alive. The women from Dead or Alive who all got big boobs and bounces. They're actually topless. Oh, that's from God of War Two. Yeah. Oh. Um, leisure and... shoot. Leisure shoot. Leisure. Leisure suit, Larry. Leisure suit, Larry. Yeah. Yeah. Again, but I think it even goes back to uh, what was, there was it, Custer's Ar- Revenge. There was their Atari one. Yeah, that's that, what I'm saying, Custer's Revenge. Where he's got his willy. Yeah. And, and he's he... shooting spunk at... Oh, that's it, Custer's Revenge. There, there you is. go. Yeah. Uh... Well, there's Beat Them and Eat Them, where you're a man jacking off on a building and then you come into the floor and the women below try and catch you. Oh, that's, that's an Atari game. Okay. But it's, I think it's the same publisher. So ultimately, this... Oh, yeah, BMX XXX. Let me tell you a little story about BMX XXX. Go on, do it. So that was, I think, the last game that basically put a claim in the ground. I seem to remember it was kind of like a... Rock. Yeah. So BMX XXX was porn and um, and BMX. Yeah, like a kind of so, Tony Hawk's yeah, kind of thing, yeah. wasn't so it? Yeah, so what had happened... And interesting story about Tony Hawk. So I used to work at Midway and um, who was it? Uh, is it Neversoft and Treyarch? Ne- who, who made Tony Hawk's? Was it Neversoft? Activision published it. Yeah. But it was uh, the Treyarch... I don't know, move oh, on. Right. So I don't know, move on. The developer bought Tony Hawk's to Midway and went, would you want to publish this? Yeah. But that was it. Reflections, you made Driver. So Driver... And Tony Hawks came to Midway and went, publish our games. And Midway went, no. <laughs> right? Really? They went on to sell a bajillion yeah. copies. It's one of the biggest so, ever, yeah, isn't it? Tony yeah. Hawks. Uh, well, yeah, Driver yeah, yeah. and Tony Hawks, massive right. sellers. And then Midway went, oh, these games are actually very good and, we're, and we should have published them. Right, let's start developing games that can compete with these now. So we can turn up two years late to their sequel. <laughs> this yeah. is what they came right. up with the BMX so, porn and thing. No, no, this is, uh, it was uh, acclaim. 
Oh. And it was in Nero. So in that game, basically, you can you do BMX tricks, and the better you do, you can unlock naked riders and actual pornography in the bonus features. That's mad, and though. And the PR event was basically strippers. So in order for the big PR event, and uh, so a couple of guys who worked at Midway were like, we've got tickets, we've got to go. There's going to be naked women and yeah. beer there. And that was the end of a claim. That was after that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. again. So, but st- what's fascinating still, and there's plenty of pictures. Can I keep this? Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you really want. Um, what's ultimately, you know, sex is the ultimate, that this ul- nakedness and sex is the ultimate power over humans. Like, you know, it's just, phew, you just can't get enough. It's because it's basic. It's, it's, it's just called it's within, within us. us. Yeah. And so you can apply it to anything. Video games, uh, TV, adverts, yeah. whatever. You sexualize anything, it's going to gain attention. And video games have found a way to do it. Like Custer's Revenge, it's just filth. It's just yeah, disgusting. It's, it's a base. And I tend to find in video games, it never works, sex. Because it's either so robotic and forced and narrative driven that you're just pressing buttons and it's a weird thing to do. Yeah. Or it's a, a pointless thing you add into a game for shock value yeah, or to make yeah. it edgy. That, that, that's what I think. No, but that's what I was going to say. Isn't there, you know, with some of the more narrative games, isn't there sort of a, an argument to be made that there's a, you know, a, a sex scene like you would have in a film? Like there's a, yeah, yeah there's but a romance in, in, or in something. In a film, yeah. they are real human beings that l- look real yeah. and because it's they are some real. weird, uncanny valley yeah, meat yeah, puppets. It's, yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah, that, that's, right, I'm yeah. just like, what the... F- this is yeah. it's, it's the right, idea man. though where it's like you got to have an action film but because there's too many sexy beefy men the, we don't want them to sound gay so you better give one a love interest and a sex scene halfway through the film because yeah. that's what the audience the, will need this, to get through this is through. what I hate about studio and like made by what is it made by committee like art like Midway did this with we made red card football yeah. right so we knew that EA are making loads of money making FIFA uh, over there uh, Konami are making loads of money making uh, Pro Evo Midway made loads of money making NFL blitz and NHL hits and, yeah. you know, whatever, something shits, right? And they're like, how can we get into the football market? And then they were like, we want to make a, an over-the-top football game. And we made it by committee. The Americans like, we're going to make it. And you asked Americans what to do with the well, soccer game. Well, I mean, game. it's an American company. <laughs> yeah, it's but so, like... so they came over here and we hired out a, what do you call it, focus group company. Yeah. Got a bunch of young lads into a room. And we watched them from one of those creepy mirrors. Were they masturbating? Yeah. And, you were like, this and we got wrong. There, and they're just all talking <laughs> shit. And, you know, we're just taking notes. Whereas artists should create art. Yes. Like game, yeah. Games yeah. designers should cre- create a game. Don't get a bunch of kids. Like Steve Jobs quite famously said, people don't know what they want until you show it to them. Yeah. Right. And and that's why Red Card came out and then you never heard of it again. Right. Because yeah. it was just all about how can we make money from that market rather than how can we create an yeah. interesting, you know, game and an interesting... There's product. a balance it's, with films. There's a balance. So you have creative directors and writers yeah. who will who will change the film based on the preview screenings or whatever. But that's part of... But that's sort of, of a feedback... Art. There's a receipt in there. I don't want to look at the price. That's all right. Leave it there. They're on the floor. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, don't know cheating. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't look at it. I didn't look at it. I didn't look at it. I didn't know the receipt the was in there. The twings are holy, and the twings will only yeah, be bestowed. I, I, didn't see, I didn't see the price. I'm just looking at this, the, the pictures of a. Yeah, of course you. Oh, that's an actual pictures. sex scene. That's a, the hot coffee mini game in. Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas Rocks drew ire from Senator Hill. Oh yeah, of course it did. But the thing about that is that was something that was in the game originally and then removed before general release, but the code was still in the game. So people were complaining about something that people had hacked to find. But this is the problem, is that I tend to find sex is dealt with in a really either kind of robotic way or distanced, immature way. Hmm. And it's it's sort of giggly. And I don't understand why video games are trying to be more like movies these days. Let me ask you that. Let me ask you this. Tic-tac-toe, have they sexed that up? Well, there's a song called Tic Tac Toe about sex. Is it? Yeah, an 80s one. I can't remember the oh, artist yeah. now. 
Is yeah. that rapper guy? Yes, yeah, that rapper guy who did Tic Tac Toe. I can't remember. It I was know. sampled uh, Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes. Oh, and there weird. you go. Anyway, last item. Because okay. we've rattled on about porn not long enough and too long at the same time. Well, we're coming here back is to my shed, shed, shed den experience. Here's the last Melty item. Melty den. It's a uh, tea mug of. What is it? You're my favourite. Don't tell anyone. Who is this character? See, this is the thing I didn't know. I was I was looking for one item that wasn't a fucking video game book. And I saw this mug and I, I thought, yeah. is that what I think it is? A video game. So I scanned it with Google Lens and it said it's from Destiny. It's a homemade oh. Destiny mug. Oh, right. Um, so it's a Destiny mug. That's it. What's it's, Destiny? It's a video game. I don't know. Uh, it's <laughs> a, it's <laughs> one of those, I think Destiny is... Is it that... It's one of those always online co-op fighty games. Oh, massive things. online. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say what I was going to say about Minecraft. What I was going to say about Minecraft is it's not doesn't seem as sort of evil as something like Fortnite where they get people to buy virtual. Oh yeah, you, you basically you can play it basic, but if you really want to have fun, you got to pay money. Uh, right. So you've seen the five items. Here are the five prices. All right. All right. We start with fifty p. Then we have one pound. Yeah. One fifty. 175 and then two pound fifty. So Eli's here to help if you think you need his help. Okay. But let's start with fifty p. Fifty p. What do you think was fifty p? This is, this is what Must you could win. Badge. Look at this lovely enamel pin portraying. Yeah, that's what Mario. you're playing it for is, today. It, that is that is very nice Mario yeah. pin. So this is a fifty p on the kickoff three badge because it's so small and dinky. Right. Okay. Good. Now at the end of this, you can revise your scores if you want. But let's how get many betwings does he get? One betwing. Per correct association. Is that it? One between. That's all. But then if he gets all five right, he gets the badge and I'll give him a hand job. So I no. think that's... Oh. Don't go, uh, it's pretty fucking good, my hand jobs. <laughs> Who cares? No one wants your bloody hand jobs. I'm not a fan of hand jobs. <laughs> well, don't <laughs> say that. Well, don't I'm just give anyone one hand... then. Well. Anyway, one pound. What do you think was one pound off this? You got all these items, books, games. Uh, what was one pound? Just for clarity, you got one fifty next and one seventy-five. So, mm. oh, it's a tough one. What's the top price? Two fifty. Two fifty. But what would be the two fifty price? I don't know. I mean, I do. I wrote them down. I've got a thought. What? I'll Good. Just remind you, Imran. You said about a quid for FIFA, didn't you? I did, but remember that's less than a quid. You said. Yeah, I, I did say that. However. That's at computer exchange. Right. I don't know if charity shops have the same like pricing kind of structure. pricing structure. Uh, I will say there are much cheaper in charity shops. I've seen people give away for Xbox 360 games for like a quid, 150. They're all sports games though. You know, they're all like mm. FIFA 7 or hockey. Because they've got that built-in obsolescence that we yeah. were talking about. Yeah. yeah. So it, it. I mean, Eli doesn't know the prices, by the way. Only I do. I so. do not know. I'm here as an impartial expert. Yeah. In a charity shop. They would look at that and go, "How much is that?" Go- would that? I don't know. Would they go, "How much is that?" Computer change. They might look online. How much? How much it is? Fifty p. I Who would knows? say there's no consistency no. amongst these charity shops. You know, what? I'm going to swap it. I'm oh, gonna put the fifty p it. on the on the FIFA. Right, and one pound for the for the badge, the kickoff badge. Mm. Oh. No, I think because it's kickoff three, it's a little bit more. Like collectory. I don't know about that. We got it from a wall of badges in Camden, so yeah. I don't think there's anything. Pres- there was no difference. There's they were, no prestigious. They were all, I'll give you a little, little. They were all um, very cheap. All the same price. All right. Okay. All the badges. I think you should keep your first yeah. one, but the fifty p. <laughs> you, you want Mario, don't you? Okay. We, we like. We don't like to. Upset I'm, gonna put a pound, I'm gonna put a pound on. FIFA. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. Next one is one pound fifty. What do you think was one pound fifty? The remaining items: we've got the porn and pong book, we've got the 
uh, mug. Yeah, in terms of value, so on the mug, I'll put a pound fifty on the mug. All right, because I, I think the books are going to be, be the more. higher. All right, okay. well then you've got one seventy-five. Yeah. Uh, what is one seventy-five? You've got the Minecraft book and the porn book. What's porn the next pong. price? Two fifty. It's a big jump up. One is a hardback and one is a softback. Yeah. So I think the one seventy-five for the softback and, and then two fifty for the hardback. Two fifty for the hardback. Right. I reckon. Could be. You've locked I, in. I think you've done well there. I think right. you've locked in five prices. Now, I'm going to give you one choice now to swap any prices around. Now, I will Don't say do this. Don't do the badge. Don't, Don't do, the, do badge. the badge. We, right? we, we want to leave the between for you. on the bloody badge. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know what? I, I, I think maybe 150 on the FIFA and pound okay. for the mug. That's, that's, that's the good swap. You're keep I that think that's way. a good swap. All right. Well, then it's time to reveal... The Betwings. Oh, you've scored at least one. Yes, we can give you that. Right, <laughs> we so made sure of that. We'll go in order of price. Okay. So fifty p. In this instance, you said it was the pin badge. Yeah. It was fifty p. Betwing. One betwing. Now, can he get two more to win that illustrious Mario pin badge? I'm on tender hooks. Right. Number. Uh, what was what then? What was one pound? One pound. Okay. So what was one pound? You put it on the on the destiny mug. Ah. Uh, Oh, no. You were right to it. It was one pound. Oh, oh yes. Two betwings. Two betwings. Got a bit of tarot going on. Yeah. <laughs> right, here we go. All right. Right, next item. He's doing very well so far. Uh, is one pound fifty. Now, you put that on the DS on, game. On the Yeah, on the FIFA 08. You say one fifty for FIFA DS. We say... £1.50 for a DS Nintendo wow. FIFA game. Free oh, between. Yes, you've got the badge. It's so all gravy The badge is safe. The badge is safe. It's gravy. It's pure extra between gravy from here. Between gravy. I have to say, man, I hope you get some gravy between. <laughs> right. Sloppy gravy between. £1.75, you said, was the uh, Porn and Pong book. Yeah. Sadly, no. That was £2.50, the most expensive book here. Was the uh, Porn and the Pong. From Oxfam, by the way, with a slightly overpriced book. They do. And Minecraft uh, was uh, £1.75. My, my so... dad works at Oxfam. Oh, the one in Kentish. Yeah, yeah that which you know used what to be the like... is that, that it should have been that way round because the, there would have been loads of these. And yeah, none of these. that's unusual. Yeah. It's yeah. sort of a small thing. Yeah. But yeah. three out of five ain't bad. Yeah. As meatloaf wants kind of some wants. <laughs> you know what? I just said my dad worked in Oxfam and no one picked up on that because that's what you used to insult yeah, people with you... in the playground yeah, when yeah, you were yeah. a child, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Your mum works at Oxfam. Yeah, exactly. That was, you wear, yeah. No, you wear Oxfam. Well, yeah, you that wear was the thing. What is it? So and so shops at Tesco's where they buy all their best clothes. La la la. The thing is, back in the day, he's like, oh, you buy your clothes at Oxfam, don't you? These days, it's like, where'd you get that from? Oxfam. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Really, I mean, I got this shirt from Oxford. Because well, we're to. older now, we know that it's not a stigma. Yeah. You know, like, although I don't think I've ever shopped in a, a charity shop. I don't think I have. I'm not too sure. Oh, the most horrible thing. Uh, Ian Stone yeah. went into a charity shop and he found an SS uniform. <laughs> and I'm like, he took a picture of it and I'm like, and it was 75 quid. Was it an, a bargain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, like, uh, whoa. And it was, it was the coat. And I'm like, oh, and it was 75 quid. And I, and he was going, and he went, I, I thought I'd buy it as a joke. I'm like, no, you <laughs> don't. Don't do that. And it was me just going there going, like, is, is I was he... like, burn the shop down. <laughs> like, start a fight. Well, you, you know what happened, though, right? It was like, oh, granddad just died. Oh, lovely granddad. Well, we've got to go through his house and clean yeah. his stuff out. And it's like, <laughs> oh, he's a chest. And it's like, yeah, and it's like human <laughs> oh, skull. Oh, human man. skull SS costume yeah. with a fucking copy of Razzle. And it's oh, like, well, granddad. You know, telescopic it, truncheon. In, in <laughs> Square, there's some dodgy in Leicester Square, just next to Leicester Square station. There's the antique shops that sell like all kinds of old stuff, and they've got like 
Nazi ration books and Nazi pin badge. And I'm there going, is this allowed? I mean, if it rolls up at a charity shop and people don't know what it is particularly because mm. it happens, then fair oh, enough. Man. However, yeah. running out of time. So Eli, would you like to now bestow Imran with his prize, which is the beautiful Mario enamel pin badge? There you go. Oh, thank you so much. That is, it's good quality it's a nice pin one, badge. Yeah. Nice one. I'm trying to look at the, there's a, there's a marking there. 83, I think it says. Yeah, let me. Can we, can... Well, why you fuck about looking at how old the badge is? I'm gonna wrap this motherfucker up. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eighty-two was the age of the badge. Eli says eighty-two, which would have been what before the NES and uh, Super Mario Land for the NES, right? So this yeah. is. Real old Mario. It's good. Real old Mario. Anyway, that's all we've got time for on Cheap Show this week. Uh, oh. Thank you so much, Imran, for being our guest today on the show. Hopefully it, you're not been too traumatised. I turned up here and I got a Mario and a really nice Mario pin <laughs> It's really nice. Everyone seems to go away with something a little bit nice. Anyway, we're going to do the wrap-up because <laughs> it's six o'clock and we've got to get out of here. All so, right. um, yes, if you want to support us on Patreon and only if you can support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Cheap Show where you'll get extra videos and podcasts and magazines and all all kinds of lovely, lovely things for you to peruse. Um, also, our website, thecheapshow.co.uk, is your one-stop shop for links to our merch page, Tony's merch page, event, physical copy of the magazine, uh, videos. Every episode has a page dedicated to it with um, images oh, it and videos. Great. Imran showing off his badge. Focus. I'm okay. trying to do the admin. Right. Well, why aren't we going to? That's it. Kind aren't of we really. ask uh, Imran if he's got any? Geeks At the or end. Anything? I don't care. It's our show. <laughs> For fuck's sake, I'm trying to be nice. No, no, get a badge. Shall I say something about, I don't know, wanking? No, no, yeah, let's do it quick. Oh, I had a wank. Great, thank you. <laughs> Top form. Right, so we're on social media, Instagram, Facebook, all the usual things. But if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're most active, at The Cheap Show Pod. I'm at Paul Gannon Show, and Eli is... Eli Snoid, spelled E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D. And finally, we have a P.O. Box. If you want to send anything into the show, you can send us all your lovely surprises at Cheap Show, P.O. Box, 1309, Harrow, H-A-1-9-Q-J. And Imran... Pimp yo stuff. How can people get in touch with you and find out more about your things? Uh, just Google my name. Uh, go to ImranYusuf.com. I'm gigging all over the place. I've got some things happening. Uh, some uh, I'm appearing in a show that's going to appear in Netflix very soon. Uh, so you can find it. It better not be the next series of bloody How to Be a Fucking Despot or whatever it is. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but yeah, just look me up. ImranYusuf.com or just Google my name. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel with over 7 million hits. Check out my comedy. Uh, also want to give a shout out to my friend Adam Humphrey uh, who loves this show. Uh, thinking about you bro thank this you this is not a breakfast radio show <laughs> we don't do it um, and it's been a joy to be here so uh, look out for me Imran Youssef and it's a pleasure to be on this show with Eli Silverman and Paul Gannon and here's his thank five you. pounds for being very kind that's all we've got time for today Eli do you have any parting thoughts uh, no great stuff <laughs> honestly I know. come on it's been a long weekend leave it out <laughs> and on that note <laughs> we'll see you next time on the only economy comedy podcast that matters bye bye <laughs>